Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Best of Times, the Worst of Times podcast, where we dissect the infamous novels containing duality and complexity. For those of you new readers, the concept of duality is a simple concept. Duality is the opposition of two concepts or aspects of something within a work of literature. For example, a character can have their own duality by being both objectively good and evil at the same time, or share a duality with another character. Each writer joining us on this podcast dives into the how-to or why they use duality in their works. For the initial episode, may I introduce to you, dear listeners, the incredible Mary Shelley with her beloved by all book, Frankenstein. Greetings. Thank you, Dickens, for the effervescent introduction. The innovative Franz Kafka with Metamorphosis. Thanks, I suppose. And the magnificent Geoffrey Chaucer with Canterbury Tales. I just want to say thanks. However, I feel as though my work is quite blank. Let us dive right into today's episode and get an inside look on the how-to of the complexity of duality. Throughout my novel, A Tale of Two Cities, I found it was easiest to display duality through contrast and motives in a specific character or contrast between two polar opposite characters. How does each of you display duality throughout your pieces? I do things a little differently from you, Dickens. I displayed the importance of duality and complexity by showing the opposite. In Canterbury Tales, specifically in the Clerk's Tale, I decided to show the importance of complex personalities and duality by having a story where the characters are surface level. They don't have contradicting actions or thoughts in return one is miserable. While I understand your point, I specifically decided to tackle the duality and complexities of man head-on by creating internal moral conflict that eventually leads to an internal moral debate. I did things similar to Shelley. I too explored duality by emphasizing minor details and created an internal self-conflict through my character Gregor, who I turned into a bug. I also saw a connection between our characters, Shelley. My character, Gregor, was isolated and conditioned into believing he was a bad person, similar to the creature in your novel, which led to an internal moral dilemmas self-conflict. Interesting. Are you saying that the parallels between Shelley's creature and your Gregor are the internal conflicts within themselves that inevitably forces the character to change or to stay on the same destructive path? That doesn't quite seem like duality to me. If I may butt in, I believe they are trying to convey that conditioning someone into believing something that may not be true often leads to a self-deprecating, lonely, and even hostile life. The duality of the character is through the internal conflicts they have. And I know one of your characters, Sidney Carton, battles internal conflict as well. Carton has been used for his brilliant mind and conditioned to believe that he will always be a jackal and never have a chance to be a lion. Even though that's not necessarily true, he struggles with the internal conflict of being capable to become successful and independent, but not realizing his potential because of what he was conditioned to believe. Through his internal conflicts, he can be described as drunk, hot-tempered, ill-mannered, and even malignant at times by others. But it's imperative to note that he is also a guy who is just tired of being told that he can only be second best. This adds a layer of complexity to Carton as he is not just some sad drunk who will never be more than a jackal. It It almost forces the reader to pity him a little. You are truly remarkable, Chaucer. I couldn't have said it better myself. Carton was a perfect example of internal conflict in Dickens' book. Well done. All right. 
I need a break from this exciting discussion. Thank you, my dear listeners, for joining us so far as we explore the duality in ex- that exists between men. We will be back after a few, but don't worry, there is still more to come after a quick word from our sponsors. Do you feel like regular computers are just too single-use? Like there has to be another, more enjoyable way to take notes from an electronical device? But you need a laptop for your typical everyday situations, and you definitely don't want to pay for a tablet and a laptop. May I present to you the Inspiron 15 2-in-1 Laptop. This laptop gives you options when it feels like there are none. The dual use acts as a device for you to use for everything school or work throws at you. Use the tablet function to help draw a banner for your project. Or take notes while still getting the benefit of memorization through writing. Plus, you don't have to worry about running out of paper. Use the laptop function for your long and tiring essays that we all procrastinate on, or play some weird video game, like Snake. Click the link in the description to check out Dell's hottest new product that serves not only as a computer, but also as a tablet. The Inspiron 15 2-in-1 laptop serves that dual purpose to serve whatever complex situation life throws at you. There may be a lot to discuss about duality, but there is no room for discussion about how much you need this product. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Dell, for making this podcast possible and making my work experience so much smoother. Welcome back. Let's dive deeper into the discussion of duality. Shelley and Kafka, you were both telling us how you create duality and complexity within your pieces of literature. If I remember correctly, you both used internal conflicts to create a more complex character and exemplify duality through your characters. Do you guys want to dive a little deeper and explain the concepts you used for the contrast in internal conflicts? For my character, Gregor, his self-worth is tied to his work, and when he is unable to work, it inevitably prohibits what little self-worth Gregor even had. I use codependency between two traits to create an internal dilemma or duality within my character. And then when stripped away, it forces my character to grow or they don't change and are condemned to a life of misery. For example, because Gregor's self-worth is codependent on providing for his family, I take away his ability to provide for them and watch Gregor as he literally self-destructs because he doesn't change and then pretty much condemns himself to death. As for Greta, she consistently takes care of Gregor and slowly but surely begins to resent him for being a bug. Her care for Gregor and increasing resentment towards him not only creates a conflict between the two characters, but also destroys whatever was left of Gregor's self-worth. The duality comes in due to Gregor's socio-tropical tendency, specifically towards his family and even more specifically his sister. He is solely working to help his family and hoping to get praise and return to fuel his ever crippling self-image. It is the very people he relies on to help after he's unable to work, to give him praise that he then self-destructs when they refuse to give him the praise he craves. That's very perplexing. Your writing is truly fascinating. Shelly, how about you? Well, I use a similar tactic by creating a duality within my character, the creature. Throughout my novel, I deliberately gave the creature good traits, and he eventually learned a lot of bad traits through his overwhelming emotions. At the creature's heart, he was a good guy. He was very curious and kind and established connection with people. Yeah, because of how the world treated him, especially his creator, Victor, 
changed the creature into a monster Victor always said, saw him as. I can't help but agree with you that the conditioning of all of our characters forces them to believe all that they are told, regardless of their personal beliefs. After the whole world hates him and sees him as a disgusting monster, the creature decides to turn onto a darker path. He begins to live a life fueled by revenge. He brutally murders everyone Victor loves and loses interest in life and happiness. He truly was the best of guys and the worst of guys, but who can blame him? If the whole world considers you a monster, then why try to be anything other than that very stereotype? The duality of the creature creates a complex character that readers love to dissect, such as yourself, Mr. Dickens. I would be lying if I said that I didn't love your book. All of you are truly, truly remarkable authors who write complex stories with complex characters. I simply love the complexity that creates duality within your writing. And not only adds an interesting topic for readers to dissect, but creates a whole new depth to the writing by giving the readers a confusing sense of emotion. Almost like a paradox. The reader could want to love the creature, for example, Shelley, but also hate him for his horrendous acts. The duality creates a complex relationship with the reader and the characters that is more realistic to normal relationships. It's impossible to always love a person, and so duality provides a more human aspect to each character. Exactly. By creating a deeper level within each character, it adds a new level for the reader or analysis to, or like us to examine. Chaucer, we haven't heard much about your outstanding piece. Can you tell us a little more about the ways you you created duality and how it played such an important role in your masterpiece? I'm sure our listeners are itching to hear more about your hot new book. Well, specifically in The Clerk's Tale, I created a duality between my two lead characters, Griselda and Marquis. Griselda was a quite humble peasant who always did what she was told and was an extreme people pleaser, which made listeners identify with the desire to please others, while also forced the reader to become increasingly annoyed with Griselda after she continues to choose her virtue of obedience of her children. The Marquis was a stubborn, powerful man who felt the constant need to have those around him Serve him and obey him. Not to butt in, but to butt in. How does this play into duality? Let's let Chaucer finish his claim before we draw any conclusions, Kafka. To continue, I created duality within the clerk's tale by making opposing characters as the main character. Through the chapters, the characters continued to contrast each other. One a power-hungry and controlling man, and the other an overly obedient wife. By creating the two extremes that were only one-sided, I created the perfect setup to express my opinion of the importance of duality and complexity. Once I take away any complex emotions or feelings that Griselda and the Marquis have, I then make Griselda the obedient woman, have a miserable life as she thinks that she is only obedient. This implies that Griselda is miserable because of her one-sided personality that she takes way too seriously. The extreme duality creates a deep contrast which allows the reader to fully grasp the message of how each extreme can be dangerous. I did something similar with my characters, Mr. Shriver and Mr. Carton. I created them to be polar opposites of one another, specifically to have one take advantage of another to show how deep Mr. Carton is in his lack of self-confidence. However, I created complex characters that ended up being polar opposites. The tactic I use actually adds a different meaning to my duality as Shriver is this lawyer who takes all the credit that Carton works for to compensate for his insecurities. Carton does the opposite as he drowns himself in his self-pity with alcohol and traps himself in Shriver's unfair work ethic. Through Carton's inability to change, he is incredibly unhappy. This becomes especially true when we look at duality in my book as a whole. There are often two polar opposites that occur 
in order to direct a reader and force them to form an opinion, even if it's a difficult one to make. Making characters flawed is one of the best ways to do that. Truly brilliant, Chaucer. If I'm understanding you both correctly, you created a duality to send your readers a moral message? Exactly. By doing such an extreme duality, it is apparent how detrimental the abuse that was allowed and came from both extremes could be to human. Wow! I'd be lying straight through my teeth if I said I was not impressed with you, Chaucer. It's, it just simply highlights your skill by applying duality to your story in order to get your moral message across and make your, make your argument just that much stronger. I find it so interesting, but extremely efficient for you to show the opposite side of what you're saying, and then, through the ending of the tale, you know what you're trying to argue and imply. At first, Chaucer, I was a little doubtful of where you were going with this, but I am impressed too, which is a high praise from me. Not to take away from our fiery discussion, but we have just received a call from a listener to ask a question about, about the discussion or just a question we can hopefully answer. One second, dear listener, I'm joining you on the podcast now. Hello, can you please state your name and question? We are absolutely thrilled to have you have reached out to us. Hopefully, we can give you our best advice. Hello, my name is Griselda, and I have a question about duality. My friend has been listening, but we are a little confused on how duality exactly works. How can two concepts oppose each other and exist at the same time? We feel like it just can't be. While it may be confusing, duality simply can't exist at the same time. Both are opposing concepts, but they strengthen each other by opposing each other. The contrast often replicates the complex mind of humans and allows the reader to sympathize with the villain or disagree with the hero. Going off of what Kafka said, duality works by taking two different concepts and relating them to take writing to a whole other level and to add a different meaning to contrast. Duality exists because they are opposites. They contradict each other powerfully, which allows them to coexist. The simple meaning of them being opposite allows them to exist because it creates a new literary device. I hope this helped you understand a little more about duality. It is a very complex topic, so hopefully our helpful writers gave you insight into the inner workings of this topic. Without further ado, after hearing from each of our fantastic writers and receiving a call from a wonderful guest, this episode of the Best of Times, the Worst of Times podcast is complete. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you learned a little more about the how-to into duality and the concept itself. Thank you for having us, dear friend, and remember, read Frankenstein. Thank you so much for inviting me to this exciting first episode. Thanks. This was actually interesting. Join us next week as we look deeper into the complexity of emotions and how they affect judgment and or ration. And more authors will be joining us to take a deep inside look into the new works. And remember, even the best of times are the worst of times.